0: Mr. Burns, I'm going to New Mexico. Whoa, whoa, throw down. There's a New Mexico? <laughs> yes, wait, I'm Doing a musical a about Malibu Stacy. Well, that's as ridiculous as something about the common cat or the king of Siam. <laughs> yeah, it's so good.
1: And then they, he does it and he's on the stage and the guy goes, This is better than a movie. Why? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sold separately. It's yeah. just like,
1: Sold separately. <laughs>
0: kinda glad we just like stopped even introducing ourselves. Well, you
1: know, I kinda like the old format that we used to do where we just kinda would like roll into it and that was how so we've we... been doing. Like, what's the deal with bacon bits? I love bacon bits, but don't you want a full piece of bacon? Don't you want to know that you're having a big piece rather little
0: you can't Now when a woman <laughs> is in your apartment and you're waiting for the Spanish fly to kick in and she, <laughs> she has a calm salad.
1: Just reminds me of that uh that uh Christopher Walken skit he used to do on SNL
0: the Continental. The Continental. You spilled your champagne. Oh, I tried to slip you a Mickey.
1: <laughs> like, you're sitting there like, Jesus Christ, you can't do that anymore. Dude,
0: it's wild. I saw an interview with David Lynch from 2007, I think. Yeah. Where he's talking about, like, uh, uh, what's the name of the, she's the mom on Riverdale, Machen Macon Amick. She has a weird German name. Yeah. Super babe, right? She was sure. Shelly Johnson on Twin Peaks. And and David Lynch was basically like, ha-ha, I had to stop myself from raping you, basically. Like, not in so many words, but whatever he said, something about like... I had to stop myself from trying to take advantage of this woman. something in her drink or something like that, and everyone just laughs. I'm like, oh, (laughs) oh, boy. Well,
1: yeah, times have changed now. I can't make those jokes anymore, obviously. It's like you look back at, like, what, uh, who was it? Alfred Hitchcock. The fucked up stuff he used to do on set. Oh,
0: yeah, let me put your foot in my mouth.
1: Well, not even that, he'd be like... I didn't like this actor, so I chained him up on set and left him overnight, but first what I did was I gave him a drink that was laced with laxative, so he sat there shitting his pants all night and could not leave. And you're like, fuck, that's really fucked up.
0: I respect that, and the only regret I have about that is that he wasn't American and couldn't become the president. (laughs) He He could have turned Guantanamo Bay into Disney World for sickos.
1: I mean, I couldn't even believe when I heard about that. I was like, holy shit. Can you imagine being an actor? You're like, I finally get to work with Hitchcock. And he gives you, why don't you have some tea? <laughs> and you just like, oh, thank you, Mr. Hitchcock. And you drink it. And then he chains you up to a set piece overnight. And you spend the night violently shitting yourself so that the crew can come in the next day. And you're just sitting there with your poop jeans and a little circle of turd around you. And everyone's like, uh-huh. Everyone have a laugh at the new actor. <laughs> just... Fuck!
0: Tippi Hedren just shows up and is like, "I love the little drawings you did." Well, he also
1: used to like psychologically torture the women, I guess, too. Like he, he, he did, was... and Kubrick
0: did. Kubrick drove fucking Shelley Duvall well, insane the on the set being of The Shining.
1: That, that Alfred Hitchcock was a sadist, and Stanley Kubrick was a perfectionist. Kubrick was doing it because he wanted them to be that on on set. You know, he wanted them to be in front of the camera what he wanted them to be. So he would like. Treat them outside of takes because he thought it would affect their performance. And Shelley Duvall, let's be honest, I mean, I think she kind of sucks. Um, but she did a good job in that role, and I think it's because he fucking tortured her for months on end. Uh, I won't say that I think that the the method is a great idea, like just hire a better actor maybe. But he got the performance out of her, you know? Well,
0: does do you think this constitutes a turning point in the podcast for us? Because... <laughs> I was talking to one of our loyal listeners and she complimentary was trying to intimate she's like boy you guys have a uh, you have some hot takes on women huh like <laughs> do we <laughs> I was like well I really? hope I hope you, I hope do you know it's all a bit but like it's just so funny because my mentality has always been that there white women are kind of the last interesting thing to punch on
1: cuz <laughs> cuz Cause cause you can get away with it you mean
0: cuz you can get away with it you'll also piss people off which is fun and it's just not interesting to make fun of white men cuz it's all been done like yeah well that's yeah, been it's been a while of that and i feel like if you and i were to steer really hard and like quit
1: picking on white men
0: white men are so dumb and so fucking <laughs> entitled and blah like yeah, it feels could, a little on the nose it runs the risk of looking like we're trying to curry favor and be neckbeards but the irony is i don't want to be an incel but i'm pretty <laughs> sure that my whole shtick has turned me into one against
1: well, my will well your stick is a little incelly there's there's, there's always the fear that Poe's law will one day catch up with the show and we'll get like a, a big following of like, yeah, he tells it how it is,
0: brother. Dude, I hope it does. And they give me a reality show where it's like the white woman poacher and I'm just like Steve Irwin. I'm like, ooh, we got we got a North Sheila here. Ooh, she's pissed. She wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> just rub your hands over her eyes and she falls asleep. You duct tape her mouth shut. Yeah.
1: Look at that. Oh, we're just going just gonna to tie her up. Look at her. Put she's, her in the back of the loo. She's tucked out.
0: She's got the willies. Yeah,
1: it's just us tying up white women in urban centers and then releasing them into fields on the outsides of, uh, on the outskirts of of suburbs. All right, go on into those. I don't know where I am. Go on. Out there, you're free now. You're where you're you're at.
0: You're where you're supposed to be. You're free. Oh, look at the coat on this one. It's literally just a goose down coat that you're just petting. Get us
1: some food for the rest of the day. Just drop a couple of pumpkin spice lattes on the ground. Off you go. Go on. Go on.
0: You can mate with other Karens in the wild. You're free now. You're free. Oh, she bit me, Christ. There's no managers out here to hurt you. (laughs) The patriarchy can't get you out here in the woods. (laughs) Great. You can go build a dam or something. I I don't know. I thought
1: you were... (laughs) We started by being like, it's all just a bit. And then we just went right fucking back into it. Oh, yep. Pretty much. It's not you, it's the Karens. Not all women, right?
0: (laughs) Not all Karens. Uh. Yeah, I mean, we're drilling further and further down. We went from women to white women to Karens, and pretty soon... it Because Karen is, like, kind of an apolitical state of mind. Sure. So then we'll drill down to, like, MAGA Karens. They've got to have a different set know? of names.
1: Like, if a Karen is... Are, are MAGAs, like, all Karens? Or is it, like, squares and rectangles, but not all rectangles or squares? You know what I mean? But, like, all all Karens that are MAGAs are Karens, but not all Karens are Karens? Not That's all a-
0: Karens are MAGA, because I've definitely seen liberal but women go full Karens. Karen. I, yeah, I guess so. In my experience, every MAGA woman I've ever interacted with or seen anything from has been pretty pretty Karen-y. It's a heinous bitch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> was that line from 10 Things I Hate About You? Your classmates think you're somewhat tempestuous? Heinous bitch, bitch was the term used <laughs> quite often.
1: It's a great one. It's really well done. I wish people would use it more. Allison Anus Janney is the principal
0: bitch. writing the sex novel. Yeah. <laughs> What's another word for engorged? <laughs> That's great. That's a great movie. Uh, I heard he once ate an entire duck, all yep. but the beak and feet.
1: Yep. Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't think they've worked together since, which is a shame.
0: I know, they what should do, what do more a stuff dynamic together. dynamic
1: duo? And the girl who was she Alex Mack or was it Clarissa? I can't remember which.
0: Uh Alex Mack. Who's Alex Mack? Right? Larissa Olinic. Yep. Thank you, autism. I remember things. You Ooh. know, I could have been a fucking... Never forget a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pictographic memory for pretty faces.
1: This guy's the rain man of misogyny. It's incredible. <laughs> Essentially.
0: <laughs> pretty much. They'll make me the king of the men go their own way You're movement. Against there. my will.
1: You're sitting there. Swordfish. What? That's where you see Halle Berry's tits. It's in Swordfish. 18, oh.
0: 18 minutes and 41 seconds in. <laughs> okay, lasts approximately 10 and a half seconds. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, she, I think she made like half a million dollars for
1: that. For a... Uh, 250 Gs per boob. I would do that. Somebody's like, hey, show your balls and Swordfish across from John Travolta. We'll edit out him salivating. You gotta be careful about <laughs> that. Oh, my God. I just want to put those dude eggs in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I wish of anything that John Travolta would be one of those like last... like him, I wish he would finally accept the fact that everyone knows that he's gay and is okay with it and
0: just fucking come out and say it we're all like it'd be like a caitlin jenner situation we're all waiting with open arms for travolta like i'm gay
1: at this point it would be like in other news water is wet and it's wednesday and you just would go out about your day but oh okay fucking finally and off you would go with your day no one would give a shit it would be like the biggest announcement of something like that to the least amount of fanfare in the world you know.
0: There's still some guy out there who watches, you know, Saturday Night Fever it's like, now that's a man right there. You know, he's fucking eating spaghetti and a wife <laughs> beater doesn't get a drop of sauce on him. That's what? You he's, can keep your John Wayne. He's a fairy. <laughs> oh no. Jesus Christ.
1: What am I gonna do with all my boogie no not boogie nice I was gonna say, what am I gonna do with my Saturday night <laughs> fever memorabilia?
0: You mean I've been dancing in a white suit for <laughs> thirty five years just to find out that's homo behavior? <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do after all them dancing lessons? fuck what am i gonna do someone call
1: the patriarchy i need help yeah, i need to figure this out oh man yeah i would love i just i would love to see it at this point i just i'm i just don't care like it makes me wonder if the reason and this is me getting my tinfoil hat on obviously is like maybe scientology has like some deeper secret about it like he's gay in the way that kevin spacey is gay yeah. And you're like, Oh no It's gay
0: for boys that don't have hair down there. Yeah,
1: like and he's got like that secret thing, like, Oh well, Travolta was flying his plane very much in the same way that Epstein was flying his plane. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, John. Oh boy. And it's like maybe they've got something over and they're like, don't you tell everyone that you're gay, or we'll tell them what you did to Timothy Chalamet to get his career going. Oh my God, that Timothy. (laughs) Take a lot of cracks at Timothy Chalamet on the uh, the podcast. Fuck him.
0: He sucks. He's a shitty actor. I'm so pissed that he's playing Paul Atreides in Dune. Is he? Not that Dune's like a super sacred thing, but I don't know a ton
1: about it, but I feel like they're going to fuck it up.
0: I guess I'm just like as bad as the David Lynch dune was. Kyle McLaughlin was really good in it. I'm just like a super Kyle McLaughlin homer. I see. I don't think anyone that listens to this knows who that is. Probably not. He's the mayor in Portlandia. Maybe you've seen that.
1: I mean, I haven't. Not you, then. That reference doesn't land for me. Our our hipster ass audience. I liked Timothy Chalamet in The King or whatever when he was the British. uh, It was the Henry, Henry V story.
0: Uh Was he Hotspur?
1: No, he was Henry.
0: It wasn't Hotspur Henry? I don't know. I, my terminal what hot? Didn't you direct this show motherfucker? Yeah.
1: Was <sighs> it I don't remember wasn't the
0: Hotspur the name of like the nickname of King Henry?
1: Not not that I remember. We might have edited that part out though. Really? Again, it was 10 years ago and we did heavy edits because the guy I did it for didn't want there to be any of that like doubt cuz you've got like in in Henry the there was like those certain characters that are Basically making you question the good King Henry, like viewpoint and
0: motivation and sort of make him come across as
1: arrogant. You or mean fool-y. his crew,
0: Peto and Bardolph? Yeah. Hilarious one of them is named Peto, by the yeah. way.
1: But those guys, like our edit removed it because we had a guy, his name was Nick Clary, who was at our, our college. And he was basically like the nation's foremost expert on Hamlet. Like the dude had like held the original text and like and like
0: Sneezed he, on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> turns to <into> dust.
1: <laughs> but like, so the guy was an expert on yeah. on Shakespeare, especially Hamlet. So I don't know why that pertains to Henry the Fifth, but he helped him do the edits for the the show. And so we, the guy I did it. His name was Gary, and he was playing Henry. He wanted all of that taken out. So we took out all of the stuff that made you doubt Henry the Fifth. In any way in the show, and just made him look like this beacon of hope.
0: Just made like propaganda out yeah, of it. It was a good King
1: Henry, yeah. It was total, total propaganda.
0: See, if you're obvious about the edits and making it propaganda, that's a genius idea. But if you just take it out and like don't let the audience know that it was ever there, that's incredibly dishonest. Well, and I feel like. Sorry he, to
1: Gary! i Well, I feel like, you know, I would like to give him credit in assuming that he had a very specific take on it from like that sort of like propaganda piece kind of a feel to it you know i mean mm-hmm. we we did that really crazy thing where we set it in the future <laughs> it was a post-apocalyptic shakespeare that's never been done no one's ever done that but we also like very much like played up like the blue versus red sort of political thing but it was britain and france obviously and we set like a lot of the colors and the tones for that and i thought it came out pretty well um but yeah i mean i'm sure it was more of it being like i want to be a super unquestioned hero because we were Fucking college students, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it was fun. But yeah, we took out all of all of that extra shit, so I can't really comment on any of that too much. Okay, but I, again, all this is to say, I thought Timothy Chalamet did an okay job as Henry in the King. I think that's what it was called, The King.
0: Yes, um, the original King of Comedy, yeah.
1: and Robert Pattinson played uh, the Dauphin. Ah, yes, and was just he did a good job being a total fucking douchebag. But I already don't like Robert Pattinson, and I think that's just. The Twilight thing.
0: See, and I do like him because in the stuff that he's done with the Safdie brothers, like Good Time and all that kind of stuff, he's done a good job. I think he's going to be a good Batman.
1: I'm sure he's going to be fine. Maybe that'll turn me around in him. For me, it was just, and again, this is that sort of sad placement of people in stories that you don't understand that don't make sense to you. I'm like, okay, let's watch these people market this story about a 150-year-old vampire hitting on a 16-year-old chick and everyone's fine with it. Because he's glittery and cute. Yeah. I'm just like, this is a weird fucking story, <laughs> Can you man. Imagine
0: Danny DeVito is Edward Cullen in the Twilight yeah. movies.
1: So, anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> I can't go out in the sun or I sparkle. Yeah. I just sat there, I was just like, Why don't you come is... over and we'll plow? It was weird for me, especially because when that was happening, this is when I was a substitute teacher at at a um, elementary school. When
0: Twilight was big?
1: Well, it was like right in the recent time. Like it was towards the th- the final one coming out, Edward versus Jacob, Edward versus Jacob, and everybody like you had like fourth graders, some of them with their Edward like folders, like you remember those like little chintzy paper. I thought you folders. said N word
0: for a minute. I was like, oh my god,
1: N word Twilight, <laughs> get with it. Um, they came out before Hamlet, and it gave them the ideas. For
0: yeah, there you go. Anyways, so they had Twilight Trapper Keepers go they had, on. They had
1: Twilight Trapper Keepers. Some of them had the Edwards. Some of them had the Jacobs and it was just all twilight stuff. There's tons of it. You got twilight kids with pencil toppers and twilight pencils and pens and and erasers and and folders and trapper keepers and all kinds of shit. And I'm sitting there being like, this is fucked up. Like these kids like shouldn't be like revering these characters. These are not great characters. This whole fucking movie and show and book was a fucked up like
0: uh It's about supernatural stat rape.
1: It's about supernatural stat rape. And like and it extreme version of it. The dude pretends to be a teenager and goes and creeps on chicks at the local high school. And everyone's like, this is such a tale of romance. I'm like, you missed the whole <laughs> fucking story.
0: Well, the first dead giveaway should have been Edward's van that he made her help him move a couch into the back of. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what I call my van? I don't know. I don't know is it vampire? Wow, you're really good. Oh, here, t- take a drink of this. <laughs> Strange liquid. This definitely isn't my blood mixed yeah. with Spanish fly.
1: Oh, I just remember like all the things I heard about that. It's like, oh my god, her contractions like broke the house in half. I'm like, Christ.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. She's okay. gonna like
1: rip her apart from me out from the inside out,
0: like a bag of Fritos, apparently.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> like a mylar balloon getting shot with a bazooka. Apparently, just <laughs> she like bleeds out and dies, and that's why the guy the turns into a
1: turn Yeah. I sat there and go, how's like what.
0: What is like you try to analyze that whole movie, and you're just like, What the fuck is any of this supposed to mean? What's to analyze? It was some horny woman that was like, Well, apparently, it was
1: a horny Christian woman who was also basically trying to set like the argument of like men are disgusting creatures who crave young flesh, as was accurately described in uh, Community once by the character Jeff Winger. Yes, yeah, but like you sit there and you go, Okay. That that all makes sense, but I feel like that moral was lost on most of America, perhaps. Yeah, because they just wanted to fit the abs
0: together like Lego bricks. Yeah, and...
1: snapping it. Click, click. Yep. We're together forever. Robert Pattinson and that other guy who ended up being in the Ridiculous Six.
0: Oh, my God. And now has no career.
1: <laughs> yeah, Taylor Lautner. Because, dude, he was just a pretty face. That dude was just a pretty face with a nice body. Mm-hmm. Great cheese on them abs.
0: Mm. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> It his, his does. His abs look, look that. like little King's Hawaiian buns. Yeah. Those little popovers. Sweet to the taste. Mm. Even hotter to the taste. They're touch. even
1: glazed. Look at them. Mm, look at
0: them. <laughs> look at how they doing that. How are they doing that but getting
1: proper lighting in there without getting glare? Boy, the makeup industry sure is getting great in Hollywood. Am I right? I'm taking the wrong things away from this.
0: Now, again, I just want it to be Danny DeVito and then the guy that played his brother on Always Sunny, John Polito. Just, just to play Edward and Jacob. eating chicken. <laughs> just greasy wrestling each other. Hey, Come you out. dumb
1: werewolf. <laughs> Kristen Stewart's mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, oh no.
1: You just look at all of them I just go, how did you guys have careers after this, though? That's my thing, you know? But because
0: just- Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are genuinely talented. I wouldn't die on the hill of like, they're amazing I actors. I wouldn't die on the hill
1: that Kristen Stewart's an amazing actor.
0: I'm. But they're talented. She's got talent. Sure. You've seen the movie X-Ray, Camp X-Ray? No, I haven't. It's where she's like a guard at- Guantanamo, which somehow made it in the episode two times now. Mm, no. um, she's like a guard at Guantanamo who falls in love with like a Muslim dissident prisoner. Reminds me of another.
1: Reminds me of another. Since we were talking about uh, plays at my old college, somebody wrote a play that was very much like that for her senior seminar. She wrote herself. She wrote. Starred and basically directed because she brought in one of her friends who had no theater experience to direct for her and she just fucking told her what to do. Just to a hold. puppet dictatorship. <laughs> the puppet, it was the most amazing thing ever. Oh, that's clever. I had so much fun watching the process because everyone's like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, this is the one show that I will hate from beginning to end that I will watch. Like, basically fully erect. I'm just but so excited. But it's the excited. art
0: behind the art that makes it so funny. <laughs> it
1: was so... It was like, you ever seen Hearts of Darkness? Way better than Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching. She. The story was about uh, a woman, n- a female nurse, uh, nursing back to health, a suicide bomber, a terrorist <laughs> who had not succeeded in, in, like, being a martyr. And f- she falls in love with him. And everybody... But you were like if you ever were ever part of like a theater department at a school, high school or whatever, you were kind of expected to audition for everything. It didn't really matter if you didn't like it was just about the experience and like putting yourself out of the comfort zone. And I looked at that one script and I was like, I am not auditioning for that shit. I am not gonna audition for that because she's gonna put me in it. I was gonna say, please tell me you got a call
0: back for the terrorist. <laughs> oh,
1: dude, I I know like I would have gotten a call back for something. And so I sat there and watched his other kid. His, his, his kid's name was Chris, and he's like 100 pounds soaking wet. Nice kid. And uh, he gets to play the guy, and there's a lot of making out in this show. Well, can
0: I also ask you, was he Muslim? No. Was he white? Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, no. no. Yeah. Was, oh, no. It's a college in Vermont. We're 99% white so kids. So change it to a member of the IRA of you know, something. Make it the IRA know? or make it like – you know, alt right terrorism or something, but no. This this I'm the guy pretty that sure stormed the Capitol gets I'm, nursed to hell. I'm pretty sure the play took place in like a green zone. <laughs> oh Again, and she wrote this herself. She took no writing classes. Like she just wanted to write it, and then she also wanted to start it. So she played the nurse, and I'm telling you, man, it was so good, <laughs> and for all the wrong reasons. I'm sure. And I'm saying, like, look, everyone gets those things and like you maybe she looks back in it ten years from now and goes, No, I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't. That's okay. It's not like anything that anybody else did was particularly amazing. And like she actually like went through with writing it and doing it, but oh my god. Like I sat through on one of like her her uh, like rehearsals and she basically just like ran roughshod over her director.
0: It was so good. (laughs) See, and like I've been in that position because I I wrote and directed my senior Sam. I didn't star in it. But I wrote and directed my senior seminar. That's fine. And I my, get that. My four actors brought their all. I just wrote a terrible script. Like it was uh-huh. just a bad show. It was just a lot of monologuing about weird shit and like violence and
1: that seems so off character for you. I man. know.
0: <laughs> and like I thought I was clever because I'm like, oh, the one character's the star of the show, right? And it's set up like she's gonna torture them a la saw throughout the play. And then she chokes on a grape and dies. So <laughs> poor Kato had to lay on the floor for like half an hour. And at one point during rehearsals, I had to like check all the sight lines. And I go to sit on the side. And I'm like, we need to get her a longer dress because she. I see everything. <laughs> yeah. I see what she had for lunch. So. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dear. Um, yeah. And yeah. so like they were totally game. She did it. She would just every night she gave it her all. She fucking laid there while the other people got to act and like. Tremendous. I'm like very grateful for their level of buy in, but I wrote dog shit, and I know sure. it.
1: Well, it's all about that commitment too. Don't get me wrong. And I will say to this these this, these people's credit, like they, they they gave it their all too. Like they he tried the shit out of it. because um, it's basically like three people the whole show, like it's like a full play, and the, he's in a bed, she's the nurse, and then there's two people who stand around in military uniforms the whole time. <laughs> They just stand there as Mm -hmm. guards. Like, that's the whole fucking show. And I think maybe his brother comes through and is like, you're going to do another terrorist attack with me, right? And like that kind of thing. And you're like, holy (laughs) fuck.
0: That's fantastic. Dude,
1: it was like watching an episode of NCIS, but with like three people. (laughs) And you're like,
0: please. Oh, so good. Please tell me that she made the guys playing the terrorists use accents. I don't think she did. Oh, well, that's a missed opportunity right (laughs) there. Maybe
1: they tried to. I can't remember.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine?
1: It was one of those things where I'm pretty sure like a lot of like the more veteran of the theater department were like, I'm going to step away from this one no, and no. let you just do your thing. Because I'm pretty sure the people who were casting it, one of them was my age, and so that was my junior year, and then the other kid was a freshman. And then it was her senior. And then the guards were freshmen. And it was just, again, it was my favorite thing to watch. I don't think I ever... Enjoy, And again, for all the wrong reasons, I'm an asshole for talking about it like this, obviously, but I don't care. Who gives a it shit? It was so good for you all the reasons. You put wrong your work reasons.
0: out there, you know what I mean? People can critique this podcast, and they have. Oh my god, and
1: I did so much crap. Like I, All I did was direct stuff, and like it's not like I made bold choices or made intelligent work. I just tried to make people look goofy and funny and make people laugh. Like That was half of my goal anyways. Mm. You know, And then setting uh, the Battle of Agincourt and Henry V to Led Zeppelin's Baby, I'm Gonna Leave You yeah. was pretty fun. That was that was like that's the whole thing I did and just weird shit like that. Mm -hmm. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. Well, I tried after I graduated to go and work down at our old high school and and direct down there. And they did not like the idea. You're Like, yeah, did you like a plan? Like, no, I, I came down personally and handed in my resume. Uh, so that you guys could like see my level of commitment and interest. And they were basically just like, yeah, you're too close to the age of the girls, and we don't want you fucking them, since that's been a problem with people we've hired in the past. And it was, because when I was in, in school there, there was this guy who came through. His name was Brian. And he fucked a lot of the students. And actually ended up only getting fired because they found out that he had gotten done drinking with a couple of the students. And that's what they got him on. That's where oh, we draw oh, the line. That was too much. Rumors going around that this dude's been banging 16-year-olds in his mid-20s. Totally Have fine. Have sex
0: with all the teenage sniz you want, but just, so help me God if you crack a beer afterwards. Yeah.
1: I tell you what, 2004 was a, a different time, guys. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. oh, Back so, when yeah. our
0: heroes had no collars, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Uh, well done. Good reference Fucking for anyone from down anyway. here. Um, who would get that reference? We're not going to explain it.
0: Yep. Uh, that's an inside joke it was um, wild
1: i mean we've known people who all said that though who worked at that school like after they graduate i'm gonna try and bang them We're like, that's creepy that's a little creepy <laughs> but that's okay he lived
0: here yeah my dad sheltered that man <laughs> he, i don't know where he found out that this guy got fired and kicked out of the house he was staying he was like you could stay here and i just showed up one day and the oh, dude's drinking no. a beer on our couch i was like Oh no.
1: Yeah. Well, it was weird. It was such a fun time because he was friends with other people who were also subs at the time. And then I'm pretty sure he had a falling out with them when he banged their underage cousin. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, the webs we weave.
1: Yeah.
0: I just sat there and went, like, if you guys were looking for someone to bang, I was right over here. I don't <laughs> yeah.
1: understand. Am I not as cute as the twenty? 20- I, oh, I wasn't. Been
0: uh, greasing my hog with tea tree oil yeah. every day after school, yeah. like a fucking baseball mitt. I've been, pre- I've been preparing for this all of my life.
1: As soon as I knew what my penis was for, I was practicing. Watch, I can get instantly hard. You just
0: blow into your thumb, like <laughs> <sighs> it just inflates.
1: <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Pop it with a pin.
0: We done here? You just stab yourself in yeah. the dick with a needle. See!
1: Isn't that fun? I hope everyone got a good image from that. Yeah, you guys happy? We are. Yeah, I was. Uh, high school was weird. It was right at that age when like hazing stopped being okay, but n- just for like one year more, I got it. So like they like had I like had fr- seniors like throwing me in the snow and dragging me around and
0: smacking my ass with their textbooks
1: and shit. A little gay, but whatever. All in good fun. <laughs> <laughs> they held me down and they
0: kissed me and they told me I'd never be alone and they could get lost <laughs> in my starry eyes. Yeah
1: turns out a lot of hazing involves being the little spoon but yeah. hey what are you going to
0: do you listen to a lot of hey there delilah while you spoon with a fullback
1: <laughs> if only that had been around at that time probably would have made me feel a lot better oh it's what you do to me
0: <laughs> shh, shh, i need to get some sleep i got uh, a big game tomorrow well,
1: it was awful for me because my my sister would, like dated all the upperclassmen or dated one upperclassman and he knew all these other guys so he'd be over constantly like with one of his friends and they would just torture me when she wasn't around they just hang out the house. They would just hang out and give me shit and beat my ass, mm-hmm. and it made me a lot stronger, but also a lot more mentally unstable. If this makes sense to anybody now, it's all coming together. But
0: this is how we got here. Yeah, it's how we got here. This highly misogynist potentially turn into the alt-right podcast <laughs> yeah, let's, just slip right into it
1: i'd like to think that the fun part that the audience have to figure out is like which things we're telling the truth about and which things are lies yeah we kind to of smatter it in and out like did you know that julia roberts used to beat dogs
0: like yeah. if, if i told you that they said dress for the job you want so i interviewed at dealer.com dressed as the sultan of brunei and doing a dracula accent would you believe that i actually did that based on my behavior on the podcast uh, not this time <laughs> we made, <laughs> made it up <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jonathan Frakes. Uh I can't wait for that sticker to come out. That one's going to be a good one. The, the, the Frakes sticker? Yeah, I don't know because we'll, his likeness.
0: Dude, I made Baby Yoda eating a piece of pizza put it up and within five seconds they were like, we took nope. it down and if you try to do this again, we will suspend your account. Yep. Don't fuck with Disney. They need that $5 yep. very badly. Super
1: important for multi-billion dollar Disney to make every, cent, every red fucking cent yep. that it can squeeze out of the Baby Yoda franchise.
0: Yeah. Oh, my friend is having a hard time, and she asked me to make her a custom sticker of one of your characters eating a pizza. And rather than seeing that as a compliment, you make me take it down and threaten to yep. destroy my fucking industry.
1: Like, if I had made him orange, would we have gotten away with it? Totally different character!
0: The loophole is don't put a face on him, because it, like, yeah. detects facial features. And, like, I didn't tag it as, like, Baby Yoda! Draw your, Grogu. Own, draw
1: your own face! Yeah. <laughs> but you
0: have to. You have to, like, put... I realized, and it's wild, because I made a Casey Musgrave sticker... So I don't know how it got past the the fucking gate, but
1: no, cause all means, the other ones, she has no facial features. It's cause she's not attached to some triple she's not attached to Disney, so like there's yeah. no one out there like hunting for blood, you know?
0: Now that's where you're wrong. Cause I would drink Casey Musgrave's blood if she asked me to. You know, great. Would, oh man. What a lady.
1: The things you would do to her that <sighs>
0: We're gonna,
1: we're not going to talk about. Out eat a yard of her shit is, to see where it came yeah, from. Because
0: it, it, this is the part where he's being serious. Yeah, this I will warn you is a, not a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Normally we don't do that. Normally we let you figure it out on your own, but not this time.
0: Yeah. Not this time. Not this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's real. <laughs> this one's horny. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. And I also thought a lot about. Have you seen any of the? Well, you don't really watch a lot of terrestrial TV, so you probably haven't seen the new subway ads.
1: No, I'm I'm really really happy that I've sort of like removed myself from basic cable television it's really nice it's
0: well you should be because i'll tell you what people watch like i when i was leaving today my mom and stepdad were watching dr pimple popper and i'm like that's how you know that we as a nation have had our spirits thoroughly broken And <laughs> yeah. we'll spend an hour watching a woman squeeze goo out yeah. of a redneck jesus christ throat. look at the
1: pus coming out of that guy i promise you i've seen worse things on reddit though
0: But it's just like that is mainstream entertainment. The two big things they watch are, you know, Dr. Goose Squeezer and fucking that below deck show that's basically just like the yacht crew. Dr. Goose Squeezer. (laughs) Getting dysentery and fucking on the boat while people are like, "Uh, I ordered the shrimp scampi and my little dog ate the shells. And uh, he had he had an accident below deck, and like oh no, you're just watching hot people spray diarrhea off the deck of a boat for an hour. That's all of
1: these things. Again, it's like when you watch those fucking shows where like we we're looking for a new house. Betty is a dog groomer, and Donald uh, makes cards for Hallmark Corporation. Their house uh, budget is five hundred thousand dollars. You're like Jesus Christ. Where the fuck did they get that money?
0: Donald is a recently unemployed demagogue, and Melania is his fashion plate wife. Yeah. Their budget is whatever they took from the coffers on their way out. Yeah, two
1: point four million dollars. <laughs> it's just insane to see what like some of those people have. I'm like Jesus. Like, is that really like how much money you make doing some of this crap? Like, do I just need to go to San Francisco and be like, "Yes, I'm a boutique dog groomer. I will color young Mitzi a nice purple and speak like Werner Herzog the entire yeah, for time for some reason." And they're like, "Oh my God, take my money!" Well, and again, the dog I, uh, is full of mange. <laughs>
0: And also secrets. (laughs) Insane (laughs) secrets. I I came in your dog. That one's true. That's the secret. (laughs) Um but like you're missing out on commercials. The new Subway one, dude. I don't agree. I don't think I'm so well you're not missing it, but I I heard it the other day and it literally stopped me in my tracks. (laughs) This is a company that had to fire their pedophile mascot, right? Yes. So now their new thing is like, well, we're going to offer like super protein-packed options. Big campaign towards protein at Subway. Health, yeah. Their slogan, if you will believe this, is, it's not amateur teen, it's protein. And I'm like, I don't think the pedophile Um, companies should use amateur teen- in their fucking market. I feel like at that
1: point they should just be like, what's Jared doing down at the old prison? And like, hey guys. And like they just start filming it from the correctional institution. Like, well, he'll keep doing it. It's goodwill for him. I'm sorry about all the stuff that I did. But look how thin I still am because I've been smuggling in piping hot Subway sandwiches. Give me a second. And then he unkeysters a, f- a $5 <clears throat> footlock and puts that shit right in his mouth.
0: I keep the chicken teriyaki in my prison wallet.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Which then, like a guy comes butthole. up and just shanks him. Oh, oh, jeez! Oh, Back to the infirmary. i are gonna lose so much weight. They don't let these wounds close ever. <laughs> it's a vinaigrette. You'd like to think that Jared's having a hard time in in prison.
0: He had to like use some of his subway money to hire like bodyguards inside of there. Oh, I'm sure he did. And I'm fairly certain a member of the Aryan Brotherhood tried to kill him.
1: I'm surprised like that they didn't. You know, there's other well, well, you know, he's white. So we'll let him join. He's a white person of no. He's
0: white, but he likes the kids. Who would have
1: thought that hmm. the Aryan Nation's line <laughs> hung right around pedophilia? Which, don't get me wrong, I'm surprised. I learned something today. Turns out th- the Aryan Brotherhood has a sense
0: of morality. Well, that's been the whole QAnon thing. Is like, we've got to liberate the kids from the pedophiles. Yeah. They're being milked for their adrenochrome.
1: I'd be like, which is so weird that you guys give so much money to Donald Trump. Like, the guy who, like... Like, how is it that all of these other political uh, political, poli- like these politicians and celebrities who all have these like really murky backgrounds are like, this, look, this dude's been seen over here with Epstein at this uh, fashion shoot. And then yeah. look, here they are at a party later or the shit with Prince Andrew. And everybody can sit and point at those and go, this is clear what's going on. But Donald Trump, he's a hero. He was probably just trying to infiltrate the ring so that he could help the <laughs> Q in figuring this out.
0: Well, they always point to he kicked Jeffrey Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago when people complained about Jeffrey Epstein being creepy to the the youngins. Yeah, but what
1: about everything before that? And that
0: was purely a business decision. That was like, oh boy, a lot of people with money will take their business elsewhere.
1: Well, it's like I want to sit there and go, do you guys honestly think that there weren't any rumors? in Hollywood about what was going on with these people. These little, like, these were kept secrets. Everybody knew what Kevin Spacey was doing, or at least had heard the rumors, just like everyone pretty much knows John Travolta's gay, just like how everyone pretty much knew Danny Masterson was a scumbag. Everybody knew these little secrets. You just weren't the narc who was going to bring it about until the Me Too movement kind of came out, and then everybody came out of the woodwork to go, yeah, no, I heard that too. And it was the people who sat there and went, well, I have direct evidence who put these people away. But look how long it took Hollywood to turn on the Bill Cosby's. And, and honestly, as said, as at the lesser extent like of Louis C.K.? You know, uh, Obviously, you don't rope all these people in the same thing because Bill Cosby was drugging and raping people. Danny Masterson was, was physically abusive. Uh, you have Kevin Spacey who was taking advantage of young boys on set. And there are all these varying degrees of horrible, but we can obviously all admit that these are all horrible things. But, like, to pretend that, like, nobody knew what was going on, and you have these, like, certain pick and choose because you like that person, it just is so crazy to me. Like, somehow Donald Trump just, like, wasn't involved in all this shit. Everybody heard the stuff he said in front of uh, uh, Howard Stern about his daughter. He said some pretty creepy things.
0: Uh, Well, there's pictures, too, of her when she was, like, 13, and she's got that, like thousand yard stare while she's sitting on his lap
1: oh and if joe fucking biden's creepy for putting his hands on a girl's shoulders then what the fuck
0: yeah it's very strange just
1: have some consistency like i'm the first person here is like well i'm happy that biden won because i didn't want four more years of trump but it doesn't mean i like the guy or think that he's not a fucking creep i can admit all that stuff it should let you know how bad donald trump was that this asshole over here won Where's the disconnect? Everyone's sitting there. Well, this is fucking ridiculous. No, it's more of the same when you can sit there and go, but this guy's got a sense of morality, at least in some cases. Like That's where America is right now. That makes me super fucking concerned.
0: Well, I mean.
1: <laughs> I don't know what else to say there is to say about it, but.
0: No, this is. And what I have to say is like totally trite, but also correct, which is nobody's perfect. Like, that doesn't doesn't excuse (laughs) pedophilia. No, but it does mean like someone like Joe Biden again. Is he the first guy I would have gone with? No, No. pretty glad it's him and not more Trump.
1: Yeah. Again, I I keep using the analogy. Use it on my other podcast, dry shit versus wet shit, which would you rather pick up? Because Trump was wet shit and Biden's dry shit. But at least he's easier to pick up in your hands and he crumbles away.
0: Yeah. Is that a good analogy? Write to us at the Skimbo Lounge yeah, you, you, you tell us. Do you want us to just talk more about women and how yeah. dumb they are, I guess? I don't know. I don't like,
1: know. No. What, do you, what is it? What, I'm tired
0: what? of my own gimmick, because like, now that people are coming out of the woodwork to be like, ha-ha, oh, that one was pretty spicy. I'm like, yeah. oh, was it? Shut up, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why don't you go get back in the kitchen and yeah. fetch me a sandwich?
1: Yeah. That's really weird. I don't remember asking for this opinion. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that joke's been used a thousand times too the sandwich bit. It's just yeah. like, we need new frontiers. <laughs> but uh-huh, like, why
1: don't women wear watches? Bah, 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 bah. Oh. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Wow. Well, maybe it's a new year. Maybe we got to go after someone else. But who is there to go after? Mentally disabled children. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly?
0: I thought about that today because there was a, oh, T- a TD Ameritrade commercial that was bears in a supermarket shopping for honey, and it was like, the joke was obviously like, it's a bear market. And I just turned to my stepdad and I was like, this is how I know they have little developmentally disabled kids doing all the pitches for these commercials. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, bears like honey. I, was, I almost did a voice and I restrained myself.
1: Well done. Good for you. I'm very proud. Bears like honey.
0: So that's how you get that. It would have been funnier <laughs> if I could do the voice. But this is the problem. Yeah. Because I can't do the voice and like have anyone realize that I'm not making fun of these children. I'm making fun of the people taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But there's no nuance anymore.
1: You're right. No, I would immediately I would try to cancel you. Yeah, I would try to get you canceled for that. That's just because of my own murky. You know, I just want to end up doing the podcast for myself. So I'll get you canceled. And I'll just sit here. Isn't it a great day, Rory? Well, yes, it is, Rory. <laughs> and I'll just sit here laughing at myself in a closet.
0: It was always the goal. Honestly, when I'm ready to just torch this thing, I'm just going <laughs> to every slur I can think of and yeah. just be done. Today's episode,
1: we'll be talking about the Jews.
0: Yeah the jq
1: and their problem and some solutions that we might have for dealing with them some of them seem somewhat final tune in to find out more uh, on the next episode of yeah, skimbo front yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> skimbo front oh, i miss our old theme song i do too
1: hopefully we don't get sued for that little blurb that we just no did. fuck
0: no happy per- <laughs> fuck i'm just looking through my notes to see if i had anything else i wanted to talk about no, it's getting kind of hard. It's getting kind of difficult. But you can't go anywhere or do anything. And like, pick, like again, everything I think about is like, I wonder if they have little fucking special needs kids writing commercials. Have commercials to oh, the Safeway. <laughs> pedophiles could have a reality show, like a reality dating show, yeah. with those kids that write the commercials. Like, yeah, is that predatory or is that a beautiful love? I don't know. You tell me, Nambla. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting. I mean,
1: since we're on the pedophile talk, you keep checking. But I can't wait to see what happens with the Galen Maxwell trial. That's going to be fantastic. For those of you who don't know, obviously that's Epstein's um, like love interest, Madam.
0: She was his child pimp. Yes,
1: yeah, and she funneled kids to him. And she is in prison. She hasn't quote killed herself yet, or right? anything like that happened to her. And honestly, I think it's because she was a she's like a triple asset. She's Mossad.
0: Well, yeah, her dad was like
1: IDF, wasn't he? Oh yeah, she's crazy levels of connected. Like, everyone looks at it like the Clintons are really connected people. You go, Glaine Maxwell was fucking connected. She's got passports in multiple countries. She's, mul- she's got multiple citizenships with them. Uh, she's connected to Mossad. She's connected to intelligence in different countries. Apparently, people think that she might have been feeding intelligence between them. And that this whole thing that she set up might have been at the behest of some intelligence agency to set up a honeypot. Because when you get high-level celebrities and you get high-level politicians involved in a pedophile ring, they become easier to squeeze. And honestly, even when you talk about how crazy of a conspiracy that is, it makes fucking sense. Like some of the shit that intelligence agencies do to gain unwilling assets... uh, is is you'd be surprised. You would be surprised by the shit that some some of the shit that they've done.
0: Well, it's what we were talking about with Travolta and Scientology too. You know, yep. yeah, exactly. It's just preying on people's insecurities and their needs uh-huh. to, to get them over a well, barrel. And especially show them the when
1: they're states. in the public eye, it just becomes much much easier. It doesn't even have to be as intense as like what was going on with you know that whole ring. It can be something as banal as Travolta being gay where they're just like, yeah, but you don't even know. Like, When you're a company, or I mean, I'll, I'll call them a company, like Scientology, and you've got multi-billions to work with and no taxes to pay, you can certainly spend $100 million of your money destroying John Travolta's credibility because he pissed you off.
0: And see, with him, I feel like they don't necessarily even like, have a bunch of dirt on him as much as he's an insecure guy. When you get someone young and you help them build their entire world the way yeah. they helped him... I think you don't know anything else. It's like being—it's ca- like oh, that's true. Being but... trapped by Ariel Castro in a room for fourteen years. Like you don't—you don't know you don't if you're know ever the... going to see daylight again. Well, All you know is where you came from.
1: The thing about Scientology though is—is is like they—you're the, familiar with like the auditing process in yeah. OTs, like your OT one to seven or whatever it is. There's a part during that process of auditing where you—they go through your entire life with a fine tooth comb. Man, they keep, mean, they keep and they keep—they keep dossiers. They keep files and dossiers. So like. This is why I feel like a lot of celebrities don't leave Scientology, because you get to that point where they sit there and go, oh, yeah, you can leave. But we also have that filing cabinet on you where you told us about that seven-year-old you hit with your car and drove away because you felt guilty about it. And then talking about it was how the only way you were going to get clear, you know, their whole body thetans argument that they have, which is obviously just evil alien spirits that are inside of you making you secure um, or insecure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Making you secure. Well, that'd be cool. But, uh, you know, they they get all of your darkest, dirtiest dirt. So I guarantee you somewhere out there, there was a file with Danny Masterson where they were sitting there being like, oh, yeah, he beats his girlfriends. He's emotionally and physically abusive. And if he had ever left the church, which he didn't, obviously, but if he had, we I would have guaranteed that if it hadn't come out, it would have come out. Because that's what they would have done. They would have just destroyed your credibility. If you leave Scientology, you are now against us. So we're going to use all of the ammo we have at our disposal to discredit you as a person. I mean, look at the fucking campaigns they went on against Leah Remini because she walked out and decided that her whole goal was to try to dismantle Scientology. Yeah, And they went at her with gusto. They're still going after her to this day.
0: Squirrel busters.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, those people. Those people are cunts.
0: It's kind of funny. I realize lives are being destroyed, but
1: it's funny to the point. But can you imagine if you had left Scientology and you're like on at your home in Montana, you left fucking California or New Mexico, wherever you were to get away from these people. And one day these four people show up at your house with professional camera equipment and microphones and they just start getting in your face and being like, Alex, Alex, Alex. Uh, what what do you say to the allegations that you're a pedophile? Smash a microphone into your face. Uh, we just want to know. We just want to know the truth. What are you hiding from? What are you hiding from, Alex? What happened in 92 at that hotel in blah, blah, blah? And you sit there and go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They go, yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta be honest with people. They want to know the truth. Uh, 90, and they just start railing off their accusation against you. And they get all that information out there. They're going to use that video that they just recorded. They're going to put that shit on YouTube. They're going to disseminate that information to all of their supporters. Who are then all going to start parroting the same thing and pushing that out into the world.
0: Well, my defense mechanism is always to do a little dance, like the guy in the red room in Twin Peaks. Just oh, sure.
1: I just like it. Gets to like I'm insane.
0: So they have that. You can't you can't blackmail an insane person.
1: No, I mean you can't really. But it's the thing where I'd sit there and go, at what point do you start to? Get pissed off because, like, at first it wouldn't bother you, but then day two they're out there, and day three they're out there, and you realize these guys are getting a yearly salary to follow you around. It's not one week, but they're or giving one
0: month. me an excuse to act like a crazy asshole, yeah. which is kind of all I'm looking for at this point.
1: Yeah. So there's a part of but me but let's that just wants pretend for a second that you were normal. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't even know where to begin. Where you like, put pants
1: on and stuff? Like, it would just freak me out. Like, everywhere you drive, you've got a car behind you. Everywhere you go, you try to go to an interview, they're going to try and break into that interview. You go to have lunch with somebody, they're going to show up at your lunch and try to talk to the person you're talking to. They're going to let everybody in that restaurant know all the accusations that they have against you. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. It's about making you uncomfortable everywhere you go. And they've done this to tons and tons of people right up into that line of legality, you know, where it's not technically harassment. Mm -hmm. It's not technically these things. You can't get a restraining order against these people. And if you do, they just... Cycle them out. Those guys, those squirrel busters, go off to a different squirrel, and then they bring in a different crew to harass you.
0: I just think it's cute that they wear little t shirts with your face on them that say "Squirrel Buster" and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I think
1: mean, you guys are. I mean, it's it, it'd be
0: it's the attention I it'd crave. Be scary
1: if it wasn't like kind of pathetic too. Like, it's just like
0: well, that's just it. It's pathetic, and if you dedicated like,
1: your lives to this, if you
0: act pissed off and you're like row, 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 and you just like. Try to psych them out and like do the major flinch and stuff like that. I just then you're giving them what they want, but if you act like a crazy asshole, they have nothing to do other than go, "What a crazy asshole!" And I wouldn't have acted like that if that wasn't exactly my plan. Well,
1: I feel like I'd be the guy who's like, "All right, they're in their car out back, and then I'd sneak around the back and like pop their tires and shit." You know, I'd be like that guy
0: who just like I couldn't handle it. Well, you just blow up the car. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. How, that's my advice yeah. for dealing with Scientologists. Well, I just
1: don't know how I would handle it. I just don't know how there's so many people out there. That like have to deal with that. Like, there's somebody out there right now dealing with one of those crews. Make the, no mistake, it's happening while you're listening to this.
0: But that's my point. Is like, I'm so fucking bored and <laughs> yeah. starved for attention that like I'll go join Scientology just to have someone to talk to. You know what I mean? True. I, I'm just. That, well, this, we used to talk this about going
1: to the the center that was in Boston when we lived in Boston.
0: Yeah. I talked about, like, trying to find a meeting in New York because I had what's called a bioelectrical impedance device, which looks like one of their E-meter, their little Thetan Reader things. Yeah. But it's just for measuring body fat. <laughs> I was like, I could just ride the train with this and ask people if they want to go clear and, like, and just, start my own illegal wing of Scientology. Uh, just,
1: just, like, try to recruit for them. Like, hey, man, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Hail Xenu! And just, like, sit at the Why do you have all
0: these fat people that are so excited to be in Scientology?
1: Wearing a pan on your head. <laughs> Come on down to the Celeb Center.
0: The mothership is coming. Yeah. But this, like, you want to know where (laughs) my head's at because I have no one to talk to all day? Apparently it's going and talking to
1: Scientologists because you know they will.
0: Not at all, just until we had this conversation. Jehovah's Witnesses, huh? Do tell. (laughs) Come in. Come in. I'm mostly thinking about assembling an Avengers-style team comprised of, like, people that got away with murder. Or didn't. (laughs) Scott Peterson, Casey Anthony you're on vander sloot just like we're putting together a team
1: is robert durst in prison yet Ah, uh,
0: he might be i think he might be he might be awaiting trial after
1: the jinx uh, just
0: a su- an all-star team get him of in of there fucked up murderers
1: get willem dafoe involved too just because he looks like it he's the, <laughs> the nick fury of the team <laughs> what a beautiful man everything everything is better with willem dafoe yeah you guys need to stop. And Willem Dafoe just gives him that creepy jack-o'-lantern smile that
0: he has. We're going to oh, go away. I'll stop when I'm good and ready to <laughs> stop. stop. <sighs> yeah.
1: I tell you, those Spider-Man movies sucked. But what a great casting that was. And then
0: they covered his fucking face up in the goofy helmet. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just done some prosthetics and just made him a ghoul.
1: Or just like, yeah. I don't know. There, There's a lot of things they could have done better with those films. But he did a good job. I think he did a good job. That's what counts. That's what this whole podcast was coming around to. All that stuff was just so that I could tell you guys what a great job I think Willem Dafoe did yeah. in Spider-Man 1. And when he comes back and does some of those like background voices in Spider-Man 2 or 3, I can't remember which one it is. He's like in the in the mirror for James Franco. Face me! And he like, yeah. throws the thing and finds the Green Goblin gear. James Franco really not making a great decision in that film. He did a terrible job, yeah. in my opinion.
0: And he gets blowed up you know you know so stuck
1: to the interview james yeah and what's with dave look at you now he's married to allison Bree. you're giving that guy way too much you're giving him way too
0: much uh, yeah
1: it's not fair
0: it's not fair rory and that's why we have this podcast to hopefully charm women by getting so down on them <laughs> <laughs> that they, they decide they love us does
1: negging still work does it
0: Tried and true method.
1: Like, no, go back to talking about Willem Dafoe. Damn, that please. was what.
0: That was what's getting
1: my train in the station. Ah. Oh yeah, Willem Dafoe. Tell me more. Tell me more of Sir
0: Willem Dafoe. Yes, the tales from beyond. If he
1: hasn't been knighted yet, it is a it is a tragedy of the British Crown.
0: Well, I don't think non citizens can be knighted. Can Thank they? you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe. Really? Is that true? I don't think so. They can make him an official citizen of the British Empire. She can she can swing that kind of lumber. She's the fucking queen.
0: I would go, make me a fucking Bobby or don't bother. <laughs> Let me stand outside your house for 18 hours just, at a whack motionless. make me an Esquire.
1: Is that the same thing? How do you become an es- like Rory Fitzgerald Esquire.
0: You just show up to the House of Lords just coughing blood into a <laughs> rag and being like, taxation
1: is theft. We must talk about the landed gentry. <laughs>
0: The Prussians have outgrown. I seem to have the consumption. Yeah. I'm 20 years old, and I will soon be dead.
1: I've been poisoned by my constituency.
0: A Southern guy in the House of Lords—that'd be oh, good. Oh
1: goodness gracious!
0: That'd be good. No one listens to this podcast anymore. I guess we can kind of like talk about whatever we want, right? I thought that's what we were doing already. Well, I got a random question for you. Okay, hit me. It's not like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. This is like, it's better not be another gotcha. It's not. I told you. It's a legitimate question.
1: I regret the things I said on Sally, Jesse, Raphael. It was the 90s. It was a different time. And if I could take it back, I would. If you ended up
0: having kids, yes. do you think you would be a better dad to a girl or a boy? What are you better suited for?
1: I feel like I'd probably be more protective of a girl. But I don't know if that means necessarily good parenting. You know, just because I feel like the world is a lot more dangerous for young women than young men. And that's not because I'm trying to infantilize them. Mm -hmm. I just think that's sadly the reality that we have a sort of society that's predicated on taking advantage of young women. It just – there's certain things. Tell me more. But so I guess if, like, I had – like, if I had a daughter, I feel like I would just – like, it'd be a little bit more uh, careful with, like – you know, like if I had a son, I'd be like, all right, it's fine. Rub some dirt in it. You got to get strong because public school is going to be a tough time for every kid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to you got to get ready for that. But with a girl, I feel like I'd probably have more fun too. like that first date when the kid comes over and you get to go to the door and be like, here's my gun. And like just kind of have just wearing
0: huge junior soprano glasses and your robe is open yeah. and your buck naked. Well,
1: I always feel like I remember that scene from I can't remember which one of the bad boys movies it was, whether it was bad boys one or two. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, where they come to the door, and he's got the gun, and they scare the, the kid before his daughter goes out of the day. I always thought of that. I was like, that'd be so much fun. That'd be so much fun.
0: I was totally lost. I, I in New York, went on a date with a girl to see Bad Boys for Life. Oh, yeah. And it was just filled with inside. R- I haven't seen the first two Bad Boys.
1: There's not really much to get. They were Bad Boys, and they wish to be for life.
0: Well, and the the guy you're talking about who shows up to date the daughter... Um, spoiler alert, knocks her up in the yes. third one. Yeah. So he like shows up at the door and the whole audience just popped. Ooh, are like, still around. Oh, it's Reginald. And I'm like, oh, well, I've missed something here. Yeah.
1: Well, just because they, uh, they, they messed with him. And I think it must have been the second one. Again, it all kind of meshed together, yeah. those two movies. Um but I always think about that. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. I uh, I'm not sure which one I would be better at. Because maybe my coddling uh, of a young, like a young girl, my daughter, would fuck her up, and she'd be one of those people, ate dicks in her like the tail of a peacock. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not saying like that's a bad thing. Like maybe that's you know whatever. Different strokes for different folks. So you're gonna
0: raise a sex positive baby, potentially, which is very future forward of you. I appreciate yeah. that.
1: See, I Lord think knows I- like I have a, a a young son, and he ends up like like, pulling the, the feathers off of birds and <laughs> torturing little squirrels into the backyard. Look what I've got in the shoebox! And it's just a dissected rat. Oh, Jesus! I need to make you see, Father. Yeah, exactly. Do you see? Yeah. Why is it that I had the kid who has no emotions like he's fucking Jeffrey Dahmer? God damn it.
0: Well, see, that's the thing, is you're, you're gonna raise a sex-positive baby. I, too, think I would be a hashtag girl dad.
1: <laughs> Me, too, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, as well. Um, I, I... Want to raise a little, uh, like, a, a bully serial killer girl. Oh, Jesus. Because I think that's the, the only world's way. world's a tough place. I Cobra Kai, no mercy. Yeah, I make her fall asleep listening to this podcast, and she's like, You're right, Dad. White women are the devil, and I should be ashamed of what I am. She's just self-flagellating with, like, a Barney cat of Nine tails that I got her for Christmas. <laughs> Sings to her,
1: I love you. Slack! <laughs> You're going to hell.
0: <laughs> I That's don't know. Beautiful. And then I think they'd have a great dynamic cuz your kid would be like, "We're going to get in so much trouble." And my kid's going to be like, "You got to fucking keep your head on straight, and if you leave this fucking getaway car, I'll kill you myself."
1: I'd like to think that if I had a kid, hey, you know, I'm going to just if I have a girl, I'm just going to change my mind and then just turn her into like the next Rodney or Dangerfield or Chris Farley. So just, super obese. We're all going to get laid. Click you want she's dancing on the golf course that's a uh, fun direction to take it yeah well i feel like we could use some more rodney dangerfield i think we could, more we could use some more humor
0: party animal fat women to like keep the vibes up you yeah. know what i mean it's a vibe yeah
1: <laughs> yeah she falls through our table
0: dude my cousin's kid oh when, christina when she was a baby <laughs> looked like little chris farley and i was like Has he returned to us?
1: I'm a little girl. I'm a little girl. I'm a little
0: girl. And I just wanted to, like, oh, man, to be a fly on the wall raising that kid, just teach her how to do a good pratfall through a coffee table. (laughs) I don't understand, (laughs) uncle.
1: (laughs) Why do I need to live in a van down by the river?
0: I'm in pain. I'm obese, and I'm addicted (laughs) to drugs, and I'm five.
1: (laughs) Don't leave me.
0: I'm a little girl. And she just throws herself through the credenza.
1: (laughs) You're gonna be so famous. God damn
0: it, this kid's so talented. You uh, got a natural swing.
1: Let's get, let's let's get her to second city.
0: Well, speaking of second cities, you think we should end this and mosey off to the second city that is Northfield?
1: Uh go visit some people. Yeah. Just one person. Don't worry that they they're COVID test. Don't judge us. Fuck you.
0: We're having a super spreader event.
1: Oh boy. It's gonna be Everyone come on down. Glorious. I'll be coughing on the hot dogs. <laughs> we'll be passing them out.
0: Spread the love at McGooby's. <laughs> well, you have anything you want to plug? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, well, no. I guess we'll just do this again next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, and then hopefully Russia drops a bomb on us. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> so until next time, thank you. Go fuck yourselves, and goodbye.